Good morning and welcome. Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group. And happy Friday. Man, Friday couldn't get here fast enough. Uh, February winding down. Uh, we got a lot of things going on, a lot of things to talk about. Uh, the worst bond auction in history. Well, Modern history, how about that? Modern history occurred yesterday, uh, wreaking havoc with all of the markets. Uh, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to all of that. Uh, gold and silver are down. The Wall Street's down. Everything's down uh, as the big bubble that is the bond market is starting to cause trouble. Listen, this is when you're going to get in. I told you yesterday to get in. I'm going to tell you today. Get in. Well, it's less expensive uh, because the reason why it's down is why it is that you want to get in uh, because when the this think of it as a rubber band right? when it's all stretched out wait for the bounce back when you when you let go I think that's what's coming up next 800 951 the website at allamericangold.com uh, we got articles, videos up there. I put a video up uh, today, uh, someone who wants to uh, counteract what we think is going on with the Chinese currency. You can listen uh, to it. Uh, unfortunately, his data is terrible, but I wanted you to see it because it, it's possible. It's possible uh, that that China isn't making a play for the the global currency of the world. I doubt it, but it's out there. Uh, we like to give you both sides when we can. There's not very many of them, so when you find one, we like to put it up there for you. Uh, next Friday at the radio station from 5 to 9 p.m., uh, we're going to have a meet and greet. Uh, we're playing a movie uh, for people to watch, uh, Cathay Athens is going to be catering the event. Uh, this is a weekly. Jason's got a whole list of them. Uh, we're going to make this a regular thing. Listen, I, as I said earlier, you know I got a little upset uh, earlier this week when one of our listeners just didn't get it. You know, we're talking about when I was talking about, you know, every day I'd, I talk about our CBD products and still waiting for this stinking approval. It's so frustrating uh, we do everything right. We do it all by the book, and, and uh, it just takes so long. But I promise you, as soon as the processor gives us the go-ahead, we'll have even more products up there. But it's a great way to support the radio station uh, in this movement. Listen, everything is under attack. I mean, think about, uh, you know, we know about all the bands, the social media bands, uh Show hosts being fired, being let go. Show hosts being told what they can and cannot say, right? And all of these things, and it's only getting worse uh, as we as we look down through the pipe of what's coming from gun control uh, to your right to free speech, your right to assemble, all of these things. Uh, and that's why supporting the radio station is so, so, so important. Uh, go out to 1360KHNC.com, hit the shopping cart button, get your CBD products. Listen, I'm telling you, they're the best of the best. I How do I know? Because I see the lab reports. I get them. Wait, the, these four new products are coming. I've seen them. 
It's all organic. There are no harsh chemicals. Even in the process of getting the uh, cannabinoids, for lack, I know, and I'm not a scientist by any means, and pardon me, uh, my uh, lack of understanding of how science works, but even the chemicals that they use to get this extract out, most of them use these, these really harsh chemicals. They don't. They're, they're really uh, on the cutting, es- uh, cutting edge of this. My Kind CBD, they are award-winning. They've won so many awards uh, for what they do. And, and the best part is, is we are the cheapest price in the country. You cannot buy My Kind CBD anywhere uh, for what we're selling. And it goes to support the radio station. And I told you, we're not done there. This is why we're having these uh, these meetings that we're going to be having on, on Fridays, and, and we'll get a whole schedule out. I know Ryan's talking to Jason, and uh, hopefully we'll get the events, the future events that are coming up on our website. Uh, but this first event is going to be next Friday, and uh, we, we just really excited about it. We've done a lot of work at the radio station. We'll show it off. Hopefully we'll get it all done. I know tonight uh, Jason and Dylan and Brian – uh, they're planning on getting a lot of work done there, and uh, if you haven't been to the radio station in a while, I think you'll notice a lot of great things happening there uh, as well. So when we get back, though, we've got to talk about what happened yesterday. Uh, it was in the bond market auctions. Uh, it was the worst auction that they're saying in history. I don't know, I you know, but and at least. Going back through the 70s, the worst auction the United States has ever had. And I'll explain it all to you. The 10-year note has broken above uh, 1.5% uh, yesterday uh, very briefly. I think it, it may have touched one six. The highest I saw, I saw one five seven. Uh, the Dow was down about 600 points yesterday. Everything's down again today. Everyone's debating about is why. Why is this happening? There's two schools of thought on that. I'll tell you both of them, right? And we can, you know, because we don't know, right? There's it's it's one of a it's one of two different things. I'll tell you what Wall Street's hoping for, and then what Wall Street isn't hoping for. Patriot Radio News Hour on a Friday, baby. Hey, put a couple of fingers in the jack. Or go out in the coffee. Put a couple of fingers of Jack in the coffee. I'll get it right. 800-951-0592. Fry's Electronics going out of business. Uh, they got a couple of locations here in the Valley. They're just shutting them all down. Best Buy says it's shutting more stores, laying off another 5,500 people. Victoria's Secret uh, closing more stores uh, as the... Bankruptcy filings are starting to pile up again here, uh, but it, but it's it's one of these things where we, we're talking about okay, what's happening in the bond market? Let's talk about yesterday. So yesterday we had a seven year auction. So you, you know, as uh, as we have all of this debt every day, the United States has bond auctions. And there, there are tens of billions. You know, on any given day, 
you know, you're looking at uh, on a low day, maybe 80 billion on a on a high day, two to three hundred billion, just depends on the day. And, and you have like a morning and an afternoon session and, and they're different lengths of time. So you could have, you know, you could have a, a three-month auction, a one-year auction, a two-year auction, a five-year, a seven-year, a 10-year, a 30-year, tips and this and that. I mean, they got all kinds of stuff. They, just take my word for it. There's a lot of them. Yesterday afternoon, they, were, they had a seven-year auction, and when they... When the numbers came in, this is when everything really gained steam uh, to the downside yesterday. It was the largest tail in history. It was the worst auction the United States has ever had. Now, what does that mean? So let, let me explain it to you. So before the auction started, the 10-year note was yielding whatever it was yielding, okay? So let's just say uh, it was yielding for just, just for argument's sake, let's just say it was yielding 1.2%, okay, at the, before the auction started. And I want to say the auction, and don't quote me on this, but it was like a $60 billion auction. So it wasn't huge, uh, but it wasn't small either. Like I said, this was the afternoon. And everybody bids. And in theory, and I say in theory because we know how the banks are, no one's supposed to know what the other guy's bidding. And then the treasury... They take the best ones. In other words, whoever will buy our debt for the lowest yield is who we'll sell it to. The tail of an auction is the what did the what was the yield before the auction started and what was the yield that the Treasury had to pay to get all of the bonds sold. You want a short tail. In other words, hey, the the auction went off and the yield that it started with and the yield that it ended with was very was very close. That's not what happened. The lack of of participation in the auction drove the tail to the largest ever. There was no buying. There was no bids. And the bids that came in were well above the market. And really, my guess, and I'm just making a guess here, that a lot of these bids that came in were bids that they're like, yeah, we don't want this. I mean, we'll put a bid in, but we'll throw in a, a ridiculous bid. And I'm sure we won't get it, but we'll put one in there. Well, they got it. Uh, the bid to cover uh, was w- below, I want to say below one and a half. I've never seen one below two before. And all that means is 
there were $62 billion of, of debt to be auctioned, and they only had about $100 billion worth of bids. Normally, normally, we'd want at least three times. Right? So we'd want, we'd want about $200 billion worth of bids. So there wasn't a lot of bids. Nobody wanted to pay anywhere close to what the auction opened at. And this is why we've seen this massive, massive move in treasury yields. Now, the question is, why? Well, number one, I think everybody agrees, except for Jay Powell, except for the central bank, that they think inflation is coming. But there's two schools of thought. I'll give you uh, the best case scenario. Okay, so best case scenario. The economy's reopened. Right, everyone goes, you know, I guess, whatever the new normal's going to be. Uh, and again, I, there's not that many states that are open. I mean, even New York, I talked to my mom, they're open. But uh, they're, they're, they're saying, no, everyone's going to go back to school. Uh, the, the restaurants, instead of being at uh, 25 or 50%, can go back and, you know, all that stuff. Maybe Disneyland will open. Uh, they're hoping people will go on vacation. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. But what they're saying is, hey, we expect a really good economy. And uh, today the, the House is going to pass the $1.9 trillion stimulus, right? And we're going to have a lot of debt. Right? We're, it's going to be overkill. And that's the best scenario. That's the one Wall Street is hoping for. Bond yields are rising because the economy is going to be booming. And, and mostly fueled by what? Stimulus, debt, whatnot. If that's the case, I've got bad news for you. One and a half percent isn't going to, two percent isn't going to do it. This, this, that would be, I, I actually think that's kind of right. I do think we're going to have a very strong economy, but mostly fueled by government handouts. My problem is what happens when the handouts end. But that's scenario number one. Bonds are rising because the bond market is telling us good times are coming. Okay. And I love it. I love, hey, that would be great. Right? <laughs> good times. Right, everything we got the inflation, right, and everyone's and again, inflation's always the cornerstone. And remember, I, I talked about this week the velocity of money. The velocity is going to increase. The creation and the of the M two money supply, all of those things. However, it creates some headwinds, doesn't it? We still have the vast majority of Wall Street as zombies. I mean, look at the companies I just named. Outside of Best Buy, 
right? The, you know, Fry's is done now. Victoria's Secrets is closing. And, and I, I think Victoria's Secrets is going to be like an online retailer before it's all said and done. Uh, but we have a lot of companies that survive on refinancing debt. That's over. What is it going to do to housing? Right? Not that, again, the housing prices were huge. Is that going to come to an end? I don't, we'll see. Uh, I, I can tell you right now, the refinancing, dude, it has gone from everybody and their brother was refinancing to nobody. But that's scenario number one, big growth fueled by big spending. That's possible, right? The bond market could be saying that. Absolutely could. But when I look at the participation in the bond auctions, and as you know, obviously yesterday was extreme, but this has been going on for the last three or four years were gradually kind of like the use of the dollar as a global currency. It's been sliding. The bid to cover ratios have been sliding. Is the bond market saying something else? We're going to have, not only are we going to have inflation, but is the rest of the world turning away from the dollar? In other words, hey, we, we don't want to hold as many. What we are willing to hold in the past has changed dramatically. I think a lot of people, including myself, see the Federal Reserve's balance sheet blowing up. And already we're seeing now the Fed's balance sheet now, all these little tricks that they were doing, uh, they played their course, and now we're seeing the Fed's balance sheet rise. Even, even Jay Powell had to admit, yeah, we're going to break $8 trillion here. But are we in a scenario where rates are rising, right? The dollar's not. Now, the dollar's up today, but the dollar's only at 90. It was at 89 and a half yesterday. It's at 90. It was at 90 at 1%, at a 10-year at 1%. It was at 90. It was at 92, 93 when the 10-year note was half of a percent. This isn't normally what you would see this is why i'm a little i don't want to say that they're wrong because i do i know and i've said it all along i think 2021 is going to be a pretty good year but it's kind of one of those uh pretty good years where we spent a lot of money for not a lot of gain and I think we're, re we're, we're seeing this reflected in the dollar itself. And now I'm looking at these bond auctions, and I'm like, well, wait, everyone's kind of everyone's thinking that. I don't want to buy treasuries because I think the yield is going to go higher, but I don't think the dollar is. You know, and I gave that scenario yesterday. It's almost like a double loss. 
because you lose money when the yields go up. Then you're losing money again when the dollar goes down. It's not supposed to work that way, but that's how it's working. So it's kind of, it's one or the other. Right? Either we're going to have great GDP growth, the yields are going to rise, and the dollar is going to rise with it, or we're going to have good GDP growth, fueled by deficit spending. We're going to see a central bank's balance sheet blow out. And we're going to see the dollar keep falling. Those are really the two scenarios. And and we can argue back and forth which one is true. But know this. This is very short term. Because after this round of stimulus, then what happens? And I think this is where we're seeing Wall Street start to have trouble when they say, okay, what happens at the end of 2021? What happens in 2022? And I think everybody else that's looking at these debts, think about it. Do I want to hold U.S. debt for seven years? The answer yesterday was hell no. 800 592 Patriot Radio News Hour. So it's really a dilemma. I don't know which one. Either way, gold and silver are going to be a big part of it. And I know you're like, well, why are they selling off if it's inflation? And, and this is just how it goes. Right? When, when you have Wall Street, you know, Wall Street was down like 600 points yesterday, another 400 points today. These big moves down, it's a sell everything deal. And of course, they want to put their best spin on it. And and their best spin is, hey, we're going to have good growth. And let's not focus in on why, but we're going to have it. And yeah, we're probably going to have inflation too. Which obviously we know... Gold and silver do well in those times. Look at the 70s. They're hoping for the 70s. Now, they're hoping for the 70s light, right? You know, I don't know if you caught Jim Cramer. If you know who he is, he's one of the big TV personalities. The Booyah Man. He's all over CNBC. He, 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 he was doing his show yesterday and said, you know, I'm okay. He was okay with a little inflation. That's what he said. He was okay with it. Now, of course, he's a, I don't know if Kramer's a billionaire. He's close. He's a very, very rich man. So I'm sure he's okay with it. I'm, I'm glad he's okay with it. But they want 70s light which is good growth, but we don't want we don't want the inflation of the 70s. But here's the problem with that analysis. If you would track inflation the way you did in the 70s, I promise you what's coming this year will be worse. 
we're going to have double digit plus inflation. Now they're probably going to tell you inflation, you know, I don't know what two and a half percent or something ridiculous like that to make them feel better. But that's their best case scenario. Now, of course, we know uh, gold got to trade freely in the starting in the 70s, Nixon closing the gold window and, and all of that stuff. And gold went from $42 to 800 Silver went from, I don't even know what silver was, like a dollar or something, went to 50 bucks. So they're hoping, and, and you got to look just beyond 2021, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, you know, let's just call it the Biden administration. They want 70s light. That's what they're hoping for. Here's my worry. My worry is it's not going to be anything like the 70s. It'll go back to the Great Depression. The Great Depression, the problem was deflation, right? That's why they took the gold away from us, because the central bankers told the federal government, hey, if you just allow us to start printing money, we can get out of this, right? If we you, you let us print money, we're going to create this thing called inflation, and it'll be fine, and we went along with it. I don't think we're going to get that either. So I don't think we're going to have the Great Depression. I don't think we're going to have the 70s. I think we're going to get the worst of the three. You know, deflation, not great. We've seen deflation uh, during the financial crisis. We saw deflation. Right? Mostly that deflation was centered around what? It was surrender. Uh, it was around the housing market, right? And we saw right home prices, you know, fell by fifty percent in some places. Right? That's deflation. That wasn't great, was it? Now we've got even more debt. Think about it. The debt de- then was like ten trillion. <laughs> it's now thirty. I think we're going to have something more like stagflation. And, and, and stagflation is going to be more of, hey, I think we're going to have growth this year. But beyond that, I think growth slows. But the creation of money doesn't. And we are going to have, because I think the central bank is going to do everything they possibly can to support this debt. And, of course, how do they support the debt? That's inflation, right? It's got to be worth more. Otherwise, who's going to buy it? Look at the auction yesterday. Everybody out there said, mm-mm, no. I got to hold this debt for how long? Oh, I got to hold it for seven years? Yeah, you're going to have to give me a lot more interest than that. And I think this is probably the most likely scenario. We'll have the next six months, we'll have a really good spin on what's happening. What happens after that is what worries me. When the stimulus checks stop, 
when the tax increases come, right? When we have to figure out how are we going to fund all of this debt, we're going to have a situation where I think yields are going to rise, whether the central bank wants them to or not. And growth is going to go back right where we've been, 2%, right? maybe less. And we're going to enter into this period where I think you're going to see uh, the number of Americans in poverty, not just as a number, but as a percentage. We're going to hit uh, levels that we haven't seen since the Great Depression. I think we're going to see uh, the, the start the start of, hey, here's a check. Thank you for not looting and rioting and and uh, automation is going to kick in some more. We're going to see uh, a lot more job losses at the lower end of things. The commercial real estate market is going to be very interesting. Home ownership rates, listen, we're still only at 60%. Could it go lower? I don't know. Because I think housing's the wild card in all this. I don't know that housing prices can keep rising if they don't get this yield under control. Does it stop here around a one one and a half percent? It's gonna be very interesting. But I think go fast forward a year from now, I think it's gonna be a lot higher than that. But we'll see, right? Either scenario. Uh, having your money, a good part of your money in gold and silvers sounds like a really good idea. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll be back after the break. 800-951-0592. We're getting more details now. Uh, a large player in the treasury market uh, dumped $50 billion worth of 10-year notes yesterday on top of that disastrous $62 billion uh, seven-year auction, something else that we, you know, we don't know. And you just, you find out about them later. The Fed had changed so many rules. You know, that's their favorite thing to do, too. Let's just change the rules. And I do my best to let them know the rules that affect you, you know, when they change the rules about your IRAs and your 401ks and your trading accounts. Of course, now, right, trading accounts, I mean, right, at any given moment, they can just say, nah, right? I mean, we, we've seen that how many times now. I can't even tell you how many stocks have been suspended from you being allowed to buy them in the last 30 days. At least 100, at least. It almost happens every day now. They just don't tell you about it, so you don't know that it's happening. But back in April of last year, the feds, you know, they're too big to fail, Dodd-Frank, blah, 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 blah. They put rules in place that said that the banks were only allowed to hold X amount of debt and they had to have, you know, tier one, tier two, tier three in, in these ratios. That change in the rule allowed for banks 
to gobble up a lot more debt. In other words, it allowed banks to expand their balance sheet. In other words, create artificial demand, right? Which artificial demand drive rates lower, right? Drive rates lower. And the banks loved it. Because a lot of it was like free money for them. They knew, hey, all of us are going to buy it, right? All of us are going to buy it. It's going to drop the rate. And when and rates go lower, the banks make more money on the ones that they bought, obviously. That's supposed to end at the end of next month, at the end of March. Which would mean that all the big banks would have to start selling treasuries because that's what they bought to get back into compliance with what the too big to fail regulations were. Now, I'm going to tell you right now, I don't, that's how it's written today. Right now, it's supposed to end March 31st. I think that's a disaster. Could you imagine if $50 billion of liquidating of 10-year notes yesterday caused such a problem? If the banks had to sell, I don't know, a couple hundred billion dollars? In other words, the increase the supply of treasuries even more? And then, of course, the problem is there's no demand. This was the big problem yesterday is that the the demand for for U.S. treasuries is declining at a time when, well, let's face it, we're going to need a lot more of them. It's complicated. Well, they want us to believe it's complicated. It's really not complicated. We've got a lot of, here's here's the common sense version of it. We've got a lot of debt. We've made, created a lot of money. Everybody's got tons of it. And we need to create a whole bunch more of it. Plus, all these rules they put in place to help with the whole COVID thing, right? You know, hey, you know, I guess when you think about, hey, we shut down most of the economy, and yet, hey, we didn't have a recession. I mean, we didn't even have a recession, according to the, the way they do the numbers. All these programs are supposed to stop. My guess is, this is just my guess. My guess is they're going to extend it. Right, because that's the easy thing to do. That would be bad. I don't think they're that dumb, uh, but I don't know. Who knows, right? So anyway, I think this is another way of the banks warning the central bank, "Hey, dummies, we 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 got a problem. We're having a hard time selling all this debt. We keep getting stuck with it all. And you're saying that our balance sheet's got to go back into compliance by the end of March. I don't think that's going to happen. I really don't. And I wouldn't be surprised if Janet Yellen and Jay Powell do this whole little uh, bookwork deal where the Federal Reserve's balance sheet will jump over $10 trillion. 
the Treasury uh, will lower its operating budget, and that will help drive rates lower temporarily. Again, another one of these temporary fixes. Uh, but I think that's why I like gold and silver right now. Because, first of all, I think the sell-off uh, is more of a misunderstanding of what's happening in the markets. And plus, we see this all the time. All big Wall Street sell-offs, you always see gold and silver fall. It happens all the time uh, by design. But I think that it's just setting it up here. I think they're going to, you're going to be very surprised at how loose monetary policy is really going to get. When we come back, I'll tell you what I've got today. I wish I had more, but I'll tell you what we have, what the prices are. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment for the week. 800 uh, We'll start with silver. Silver Eagles. These are going to be random, backdate. Uh, silver Eagles. Remember, they've been 40 bucks an ounce. $800 a roll for, I don't know, a month and a half. They're $775. Still a lot. It's $38.75. Uh, if you want them, you got to have them. That's what they are today. Um, a better way to go, junk silver. I, I've been cut off again. I do have some supply on dimes, quarters, uh, very little on half dollars, but dimes and quarters. Dimes are rolls of dimes, silver dimes, 50 silver dimes at $120. 40 silver quarters at $240. Uh, the half dollars are at $250, but the, the dimes and the quarters, that's like $33.50. And relatively speaking, that's the least expensive I've seen government hallmark silver in a while, in a long while. So all year, pretty much. Uh, so that, but that's what I have. I don't have any huge quantities. You know, if you wanted to do, uh, put it this way, a hundred grand would buy everything I got in in the uh, utility silver market on the gold market. The best item I have, I've got 50 $10 Liberties at 1050 So if you bought two, of, two $10 Libs, it would be $2,100. Uh, today, uh, $20 gold pieces are 2120 so it's 20 bucks less. Remember, uh, the last few days I've been running 20s on sale. If you bought 20 or more for 2100 now you can buy $10 pieces with the move down today uh, at $1,050. I've got about 50 of those. I do have some $5 Liberties as well uh, at 595 but I like the 10s better. 800 951 Zero five nine two, gold is down fifty bucks right now. Seventeen twenty, silver's down a dollar thirty at twenty six thirty. The Dow's down three hundred plus points. It's been down four hundred points. Uh, the ten year note is uh, yielding above one and a half right now, but it's off the lows. 
Uh, and again, pretty much everything down today. We'll we'll watch and see. This is this is a reminiscent of the taper tantrum. I don't know. A lot of you probably don't even remember uh, when that happened, and we uh, the Treasury was going to quote unquote you know taper the balance sheet, uh, and yields spiked up very briefly. They didn't spike like this. This has been a very interesting, interesting week. Let's hope cooler heads prevail over the weekend and they get this under control uh, because the last thing you want to see, we get a 10-year note over 2% heading towards 3%. Forget about GDP growth then. That's my call. So let's hope they get it under control here. Uh, but anyway, that's where we're at. Listen, have a great weekend. Try to forget about it. Buy some gold and silver today and then enjoy the heck out of your weekend. I'm going to go play some golf. Uh, don't forget about our CBD products. God bless everybody. Have a great weekend.